What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode 387. My name is Steve. I'm one of the co-hosts. And as always, I'm joined by Francois Dickens. Oh, and uh, Mr. Knoxville Brunswick. <laughs> wow. So you guys went ahead and changed your name and didn't didn't let me know. Okay. <laughs> I don't got know it. why I cool, did cool, that. cool, 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 cool. I don't know why I did that. <clears throat> John goes away for a week and then it, this is what happens. Yeah. 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 Uh, just before Ronald goes away. So, yeah, this is this is kind of like a special. We kind of mentioned last episode that we may have a few weeks off, but there was a little bit of crossover where John came back before Ronald went out. And we were like, let's just kind of get together, even though we didn't have anything teed up uh really uh for this episode but just to kind of get together talk a little bit about some things we've seen or any news or anything we want to talk about before you know we we're out for another week and a half or so um before you hear from us again so i'm glad that we you know we're able to kind of get this together and that john you're home safe yes and uh ronald obviously safe travels when you leave very yes, early i, I passed my my safe my safeness to you thank and you, you can thank take you so much your, the safeness with your family <laughs> yeah, i appreciate it <laughs> Bring it back though, because we need to keep the safeness in our. Yeah. Yes, keep it in this. Keep it in. Uh, in house. Pod. Uh, yes, I don't know. Like, it, I guess just news wise, was there anything that came up over the last week and a half or so that, like, movie news or or, or just developments or anything like that 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 you guys wanted to mention? Any trailers that you've seen that? <clears throat> excuse me. That uh stood out to you. Mm. Uh, 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 wasn't there a trailer? Wasn't there a good trailer? There's been a couple. There's been a couple cool trailers. Um, maybe not not so big of films, but things that kind of registered for us. I think I would say this: not say so time? much not so much a trailer, but an announcement and a poster, and maybe a trailer that I haven't noticed. But the Follow the House of Usher, the new Mike Flanagan oh, right. series coming out uh, for Netflix, which is cool to have that coming out in the fall. Which is like that was a fun tradition with uh, the the um, yeah uh, what the haunting what of. Haunting of series yeah. that was really just a two season thing, but mm. still, I liked the I liked having that appointment with him and his and his troop of actors. You know that he kind of uses the same people and then adds to it. And there's some cool stills that they revealed that. Uh, but it's all about Poe <clears throat> work, and it's you know based on the stories of Poe. And if he does the same thing he did with the previous authors he dealt with, which was uh, Shirley Jackson uh, uh, and um, and was it who was that? Who was it? Henry James? Am I getting the name right? the, the oh, sure. screw um but anyway his you know he dealt with different authors in each of those seasons and having the stories of poe as like the the material that you're going to pull your your narrative threads from there's a lot of really cool rich storytelling to play with there so mm. i expect him to do what he's done in the past which is kind of mix and match uh faithful tellings of stories with uh you know complete re-envisionings of it and stuff so um, uh, that's exciting yeah oh. and, and creepy also usually his stuff yeah. has at least it maintain it maintains a base level of creepiness that works for me at that time of year so uh i'm looking forward to that uh i wanted to say rest in peace to ron cephas jones um mm -hmm. soulful actor this is us uh luke cage uh mr robot uh paid in full which is one of my favorite like uh sort of drug dealing movies of all time it's based on a, a real thing that happened in new york okay um, i just pulled up a picture of him yeah yeah that yeah. guy he's great rest in peace man I, he's he's the um Father of Jasmine Cephas Jones, uh, who who's on blind spider, blind spotted, blind spotting Hamilton. Um, you've seen her face a million times. She's an incredible yeah. actress. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and he is one of those guys that just when I see him, I, I know that he's not going to be the bad guy in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got this. You know, how some people get casted as villains. He does not ever get casted as a villain he's always this like really soulful presence in everything he does and i'm i'm kind of shattered that he's he's gone you know you always want to see people work and you always want to see people alive and well and i'm really sorry to hear that yeah rest in peace yeah I, the, the the name didn't register but yeah you, know, you said this is us and luke cage and i was like okay i know who you're yeah, talking yeah. about now yeah um what was i gonna say oh i wanted to mention the trailer that came out and this was a movie that uh, i'd only really heard about when it was it premiered at Cannes a few months back uh and won the palm door it's uh, a, a french thriller coming out in october called anatomy of a fall which i really hadn't seen any kind of beyond a brief synopsis um when it was in competition there uh, but they released the trailer for that this past week um just kind of one of these uh you know like a true crime well 
just a, a mystery thriller, let's say that, mm. uh, where like a writer is basically set to prove her innocence in uh, in her husband's death. And the trailer is an incredible trailer. Like this is this is how you make a trailer. Uh, like I hope it finds an audience. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much weight these festival awards carry throughout the awards season or like you know the the fall releases. But um, I'm sure you know this is the kind of thing where I think Neon acquired it, so it may be like a platform that rolls out through the fall. Um, but yeah, this, finally being able to see a trailer for it um, was was it was just a really great trailer. Like I just really got jazzed after seeing it, and it's like okay, this is this looks like a really great thriller um, and a good mystery. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um, is there any other trailers? I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, but <clears throat> the the Loki season two trailer looks good to me. Oh, yeah. That looks very good. Yeah. It, and it's like, I keep, it's I keep, good, it gets good to get a little bit of that juice back, uh, you know, that we haven't been feeling for necessarily like, what's the story being told? What characters are we seeing? Why are we seeing them? Um, I think this has a little bit more of, it feels like it has a little bit more of, a, I don't know, anticipation behind it or, or something. So, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like the state of the comic stuff is so weird still. I mean, it really right is. Now, with Blue like, Beetle just and, coming out, you know? Right. And I, yeah, I was just saying, does, does anybody else want to mention anything else news trailer wise? Um, I guess anything else is like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I feel like there was some other trailer I saw recently that really got me, but, um, but uh, no. No, because it's just a good transition because I actually went and saw Blue Beetle today. Like okay, I made right. an effort to go see it before we, we figured out we were going to record today. Um, because I kind of, you know, well, also I just wanted to go support it. Like, honestly, like, I feel like yeah, yeah. I I've had these it. feelings about this movie for like the past few weeks and watching, you know, uh, the, the cast not being able to promote it because of the writers and actors strike. Well, because of the actor strike. But um, yeah. and, you know, and even seeing stuff with the director uh, kind of getting out there and, you know, doing his best to really try to, uh, I guess, promote the movie in any way that he's allowed to promote it. But um, Angel Manuel Soto, who I I only really know from I think he did Charm City Kings, the oh right right right, right. you know about uh, mm-hmm. the Baltimore dirt bike riders. But um, it's just been a weird thing, like thinking about this movie and like thinking about what happened to Batgirl and like the you know how Flash massively underperformed and like you know the whole thing that we've been talking about with the DC reset and whatever. This movie just feels like a mass casualty of like all of this stuff yeah and like you know the decision to go forward and release it um was a was an interesting one uh you know the reviews of it wanted to have been actually really positive yeah yeah in in, over the course of the years with a higher rated on rotten tomatoes uh comic movies i think maybe just behind guardians uh three but i just like you know and i like the guy who plays the lead you know he from he's from koba kai um and you know George Lopez is in it, and uh, it's just it's just such a weird thing going to a movie and looking in. A, I actually saw it in IMAX, and sitting in a theater in a Sunday afternoon opening weekend, and there was five people in the theater. Ooh. And yeah. you know, especially when you take a screen away like that from like a premium thing like Oppenheimer that's still performing pretty well. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's like fifth or sixth week, and it's just such a disappointment because I thought the movie was great. I'm gonna yeah. just tell you right now, I kind of loved Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. and it really sucks when i think about like you know and not that i didn't like the flash but like you know i did i did enjoy that movie too um i think i like blue beetle better pretty much flat out and it just really bummed me out leaving the theater thinking about like what maybe could have been behind this movie especially when you think about the representation and the diversity and like the cast like an all latino an all latino cast and crew for the most yeah. part yeah it just makes me feel like a lot of that stuff is like so late in the game. And like, even when it's this late, it's still a casualty of all these circumstances that have nothing to do with the quality of the movie mm-hmm. or the people that made it. And it's just, yeah. it just made me, I left the movie really high on the film, but it made me feel really sad for it. And I don't know. I wanted to just like bring that up on the podcast and get your guys feelings on just that idea of like these movies that are coming out right now that, you know, are still coming out, you know, the, the, the people that are behind them can't really promote them. And, and there are some that maybe require it more than others. I think this movie would have definitely benefited from a lot more publicity and promotions from the cast and just to kind of get out there and get in front of it like DC normally would do. But um, it just, I don't know. What do, what, what do you think about that? Like, you know, the, the idea of 
that representation, one being so late in the comic movie genre, um, you know, basically being a well-rounded kind of representation or a form of a film where you can kind of see every version of yourself, you know, like no matter yeah. what you look like in these films and to see it like, you know, come this late in the game and to be a victim of like the DC reset, them giving up on this movie, it really felt like. And, you know, and then also being mixed up in the whole SAG after strike. Well, but I mean, I I, I want to just say that I do. I felt differently. I felt like James Gunn has said he thinks of this as a character that they're keeping. So it's like, I think what you're saying about the it being kind of in a bad spot is true. I don't know that they I don't know what they could have done on the studio level to like help this movie out, which I think makes what you're saying even more true in a weird way, Steve, is that this movie was yeah. kind of doomed to underperform. We're at a point where this exact kind of movie is not being guaranteed the same success it was just a few months ago, you know, or right. Right, especially right, a year right. ago. So I think there's that. Plus, there's the lack of promotion. Plus, there's the. Um, I mean, if you want to accuse them of dumping it, I feel like I've seen lots of ads for it and lots of trailers for it. But maybe that's just very much my feed, and maybe I have a lot of. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. it's demographically reaching me. But I think that the weirder thing is that, yeah, it didn't look. It it almost seems like I don't know. I I wonder if it would have been smart just to put it out the way they originally intended. But I think that streaming situation is such a clusterfuck at this point yeah. that like. Maybe this was the smart move, but it's almost it almost feels like it was a gamble that this movie could bring people in. And it's and I think it it did it did make number one at the box office. It broke the Barbie uh, stranglehold <laughs> at yeah. the box office. But it, yeah, it's still underperformed for what it is. But I don't know. My thought would be that they put a little like I like that little James Gunn indication that, no, they're going to stick with this version of the character. It feels like an, an attempt, at least, to make it seem like you need to see this movie. But I also think that. Right now, it's just there's nothing there to like there's nothing there for this movie to land on, especially on the DC side. But even on the Marvel yeah. side, they're having a hard time getting people like super psyched uh, about whatever they have coming up. And I think especially right. once we could have that conversation about Barbie and Oppenheimer and other movies that are not superhero fairs. Finally, people are who've been saying that's been happening too much can say, oh, look, you can have huge blockbusters. The studios yeah, yeah, don't yeah. have to put a, a costumed hero in it. What do you think, Ronald? And and also, I will just add, maybe I'll get this from you too, Ronald. Like my anticipation of this movie was always that it looked kind of fun if it looked like a bit of a kind of rote uh, origin story and a kind of a familiar one. It looked like a really charming version of it. And it looked like it has that family dynamic that almost always makes one yeah. of these things work. So, um, think, well, I mean, one of the things that I'm starting to notice that I, 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 I was never really able to articulate before a couple months ago is I don't think that people know how to market to um, younger demographics anymore. The yeah. disconnect is there. So like yeah. we they used to have a captive audience, which was just the TV. We watched cartoons. We watched wrestling. We watched, you know, a lot of sports events. You had a captive audience that could look at things. Right. Yeah. I think that the problem is you have old people trying to sell things to young people. That can't happen anymore. Or if it does, you got to be savvy. Yeah. The only reason why Barbie and Oppenheimer worked is that the people spoke. They made a decision and people, the people, the people who consume the things made a decision on their own. And then they piggybacked, the industry piggybacked it, and then it became a thing. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. Another thing is that I, I, I've been watching more people that concentrate on home sales that are bigger into PVOD yeah. and things going to Netflix. And I think you can get really caught up in the idea that something can fail on a, on a theatrical level, fail on a theatrical level and not win when it comes home. And I'm a home consumer, so I'm in it. I see it. I see I see when something's a little more like there's a I mean, I, you know, quoting a Grace Randolph. So the world who really emphasize when something comes home, because it really is a big thing. Then the town, the latest episode of the town. Yeah, you got me into that fucking podcast. Steve. It's great podcast. And there's an episode about the waterfall, the 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 uh, sort of effect where um, I knew the, this, but it's nice hearing an expert talk about it, where something that has uh, IP value in our brains and our minds, you think fails because it doesn't do as well. Um, it's it's first or second week kills, does gangbusters at home on PVOD yeah. and kind of the cycle, right? Yeah. So this guy was talking about the idea that like um 
Mission Impossible didn't do incredibly well at the theater. Not what they thought. But, it, you know, there's a second one coming out that'll force people to watch the first one on PVOD mm-hmm. or watch it on Netflix or watch it on whatever platform or Paramount Plus, which also then gets people to buy it again. So it's like this cycle. Then they repackage it and then it gets bought again. So, like, I think that where we used to think that things like, you know, DVD sales was like the win. I think we're in a different time. Like things can make way more money than it could physical because it lives forever. Right. As opposed to just buying it one time on disc. And I know that it's like a hard concept for people to understand. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a digital kid. Like I've, I've seen it kind of develop and I see like, you know, I'm on Reddit all the time with people that want to like, oh man, that's cool. But when's the physical coming? And I think that physical is a, there's another thing about physical that's kind of bothering me that I want to talk to you guys about. So I, I will say, I think it's going to thrive so well on PVOD. I think it's going to do really well when it hits, you know, the, the digital market. Talk about right. Blue Beetle <clears throat> specifically? Yeah. Blue Beetle. Yeah. 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 And it, it, and it, and I know what Steve's talking about. And I think that you kind of feel it too, John. It's like this, this like, these are humans making art and to see something f- fail or or not do as well as it's supposed to. Right. Yeah. Because if this was the nineties, this thing would do gangbusters for like six months straight. This movie would have stayed in the theater for six months straight. It would have did really well. There would have been McDonald's toys for it. <laughs> there would have been cups for it, but it's not the same anymore. And, and I think that the failing on top of everything that's existing is that people are not selling to the people that they need to be selling to. They're not marketing it to the people they need to market it to. And I think there's something wrong with that. I think you gotta, this thing has to be destroyed. The way that they sell things to people now has to be, has to be destroyed a little bit. Well, I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to pivot or trying to recreate what that means. 100%. And I, and I think it actually like, it, it gets to the point that I really kind of, I'm trying to make with all the, you know, the timing of the SAG after strike, because you know, the cast, like the core cast is pretty young cast, you know, the yeah. family around right, uh, right. Zolo, Mary Duena, who is stars as the Blue Beetle, like his family obviously is older, but like, you know, he's got a younger sister and the young girl who, you know, is a love interest who slap, you know, kind of is the catalyst for how he, he kind of comes across the scarab. Like it's a young cast and it's international. And it's like, you know, you look at what these movies do on TikTok and on social media platforms now. Like that's how they market these movies now. Mm. Like that's how Barbie marketed it so well, and that's why that marketing campaign was genius because that's where they found an audience of of younger, uh, yeah. younger people, and also of women. You know, like a lot. That's yeah. where they're at. And I think that um, it just really kind of it's another notch in like what hurts the movie, which makes me kind of feel for it because. You know, a younger cat's like that that does have an engagement on social media when they can't engage, you know, and they can't be a part of marketing like they should be able to. It just kind of sucks. It's just another thing that I think hurt this movie. You know, like the the DC, uh, state of DC, all these other things that we've talked about plenty on the podcast, not to go into them again. But like, it's just another thing. And like, when I just think about like how Warner Brothers handled Batgirl... Yeah, and like this was this was their oh, but Blue Beetle is going to get a theatrical release instead of going straight to HBO Max. It's like, and then this is what happens, yeah. you know. Like they, they couldn't time the SAG after strike, but beyond that, like even just the the P and A around the movie, it, it has seemed light in comparison to other films. So yeah. it's almost like they knew that they weren't going to make money on this, they so they knew, just cut, kind of cut losses and like let's just put it out. We made our, you know, we kept our word. And like it'll come back, you know, onto the streaming platform or PVOD in, in probably two to three weeks or four weeks. And I only say that really because like I feel that way, honestly, whether I like the movie or not, because I think right. it's an important movie because of like the representation. Like it's it is pretty special. Yeah. It really is. And it's got a really cool vibe. The score is awesome. The soundtrack's awesome. The cast is incredible. And Zolo is great in Cobra Kai, but like he's a star in this movie. Like mm. whether you know this kid from Cobra Kai, if you saw him in this movie, you'd be like, okay. That's a kid who can be in these comic movies in these in this new DC, if that's the case, for a long time. Wow. And you're right, John. Like the story's not new or fresh. It, it's it's a lot, you know, kind of pulling from, 
you know, it's got some Iron Man stuff, some Spider-Man Homecoming, even some Black Panther stuff. Like, you, you can take a mix, okay? But, yeah, like, yeah. these movies, it's, like, it's hard to find one that really is original anymore. Right. Well, that's what I meant when I said, well. like, does this movie have a place to land? And I don't think it did right now. But I do think that, like, when you see one of them and it turns out to have been kind of good, you yes. do sort of want to say, like, no, 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 this is this one is actually a yeah. movie. This yeah. one's actually its own little thing. And I think it's you're right. We all were saying that because tra Flash was being, like, trashed in so many different ways that we did come out saying like you know no it's actually good you know but there's still such a thing as a movie that doesn't even have the deep problems that that movie has uh that you could feel that way about and so yeah, i think that right. like no i was always my heart was always open to this being like a fun movie i just didn't know how much like i never was i guess it doesn't surprise me that it did what it did at the box office and i don't know if i'm seeing a world where it could have done better unless as you said ronald there was some way to create excitement in the people who meme the shit out of this kind of thing. And like, right, like right, right, somehow right. it just didn't have that. It it does have the, the same problem any of them have of feeling like the umpteenth yeah. version of something. And so yeah. we all know, but even, even something like uh, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny, I, Steve, I had that feeling of when that got received lukewarmly, I had that feeling of like, ah, I get why people are doing that, but it bummed me out that like a movie that yeah. I thought had a lot going for it and a lot more that you could say about it than just uh, the yeah. ways in which it fell short. And it's always like when you see the sort of negative dominating the conversation about a a, a movie that you think is good, it, it bumps you out on this like existential level. But especially right. when it's like right. this, a movie that that like that it seems by all accounts, the cast is the best thing about this movie and the, the family dynamic is the best thing. And that has everything to do with the uh, representation part you're talking about, you know, and the like cultural I've, I've heard and read that it like, doesn't worry if you're in on the joke, that it actually seems like it is. Yeah. Is, that's it, what I want. It was for the people that it is pretending to be for. Um, yeah. And that that's not, you can't always say that even with the best of the Marvel uh, movies, you can't always say that representation thing doesn't feel a little, you know, mm. like slapped on uh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good to see it. And I, and I you know, I no, I intend to see it. It, had, uh, it has a theater, place so. and it's good that it's there. So, you know, whether you can see this in theaters, you know, obviously it's underperformed or at least uh, in the grand scheme of things. So it may be home sooner than later, but, you know, go out and support if you like these kind of movies. I mean, this is one of the better ones that you're going to get this year, period. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, the reviews are good, very good. I thought it was, I, I kind of le left it to tell an error and I texted her, like, I kind of loved it, I think. Like, it had me oh, laughing. Wow. Like, I cried a couple times. I'm not going to lie. Like, Did and I really up? do think a lot, no, <laughs> I really do think a lot goes like for having a practical suit in, in the movie. Like, mm -hmm. oh. that was really cool. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. with the exception of some of these crazy fight sequences. Yeah. You know, like there's um, it's just really fucking cool to see him walking around in a suit and interacting with other characters. And it's not just like a CG thing moving around, which yeah. you become so used to and they do really well. But it's something that's unique about it. And again, it's got a crazy cool like 80s, 90s synth score. It's got a cool soundtrack. The cast is great. That whole I keep family element. The soundtrack. I, that's the soundtrack's a, that's, awesome. It's so good. The synthy, the synthy yeah, it's, like it's, it's got a very sort of like thing. It's got a very drive stranger things like what? very and it's very emotional. Like that's what kind of was getting me was the music in oh, the wow. scenes where they kind of score it together yeah. was really, really good. And uh, yeah, the, the, the dude Zolo, like I, I, I wish there was more for him, you know, in, in terms of attention for this, because I think he's yeah. really good in it. And um, uh, it's a cool character, man. Like, it's just kind of like a like a like a thing that can manifest whatever you can think of once you're synced with it. Like, that's a pretty fucking yeah. cool superpower. That's and really cool. um yeah so it's in theaters now it's a definite you know go ahead for me like i, I really enjoyed it way more and i gotta say way more than i thought i would wow. and I, I think it is up there this year with that and probably guardians you know like of some of the better comic book movies i've seen in the last few years yeah. so um yeah it's in theaters blue beetle go check it out if you uh if you have an interest what's the other movie you saw steve you said you saw two. Oh, oh yeah i saw the last voyage of the demeter oh how was it I kind of had fun with that too, man. I know it looked great. I, mean, I, I thought I was going to get a chance to see it on my trip, but there was never a time where I could break off and like yeah. Henry to see a movie. It was like if I was if I was able to do it, he was tied up, and we had sort of agreed to see it together. So I'm sure I'll see it this week, catching up on my studies. But um, no, I'm glad yeah. to hear. I've heard it's like Alien on a boat, like a low grade kind of Alien yes. on a boat, like, like like a Hammer film meets Alien on a boat. Yeah, wow. like that if that, that kind of. 
Just give it to me. I love that. Yeah, you're like, yeah, where do I inject it in my yeah. body? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there's some kind of cheese in it. But I mean, I think it for the most part, like this, that idea, if that sounds intriguing, I think for the most part, the movie, uh, you know, the idea of the movie kind of delivers on that. And um, yeah, but again, a movie that did not find an audience and it'll be on PVOD in a few weeks. You know, it's like some of these things are hitting and some of them aren't. But yeah. Uh, this is the second kind of Dracula thing to not work this year. So I don't know this in Renfield for both for universal, actually. Well, do you well, think, um, do you think it's a problem that it doesn't say Dracula in the title? Somehow? I, do. I think so. Yeah. Too. I mean, I do. And, or like, just, yeah, like trying to like, I mean, honestly, that's the same problem with Renfield. Yeah. I, I really do think like, yes, you're right. That's a great point. Is that how do you market a movie about Dracula when you yeah. don't include Dracula in the marketing at all? Yeah. Like, not a smart move at all. No, I don't think so. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But yeah, it was it was good. Like I had fun with that. Also, um, it's yeah, it's from the dude that did uh, what's his name? Um, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah. I uh, knew scary that stories. Uh, yeah, he's done a couple good like things that I really yeah. enjoyed. So yeah, this is another one I thought was pretty good. Um, but but no but Barbie you guys, yet. You what's that? Barbie. Not dude, dude. I, I feel like I'm not meant to see Barbie again this week. We were going to go this week, Aaron and I finally, and literally if something goes wrong, it's that day. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, it literally timed yeah. like an hour before we were going. And it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to cancel the tickets I already bought. Cause it's not happening today either. Like I literally had to cancel the tickets in my AMC app. Cause I couldn't go. Um, what about you? Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I just haven't seen it yet. Well, still, still no Barbie in your life. No, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I want to really bad. That's why I was so happy when you showed me the the Pivot date. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll have. That's when we'll have our conversation. Yeah. Oh my god, can I can I talk to you guys about a Pivot thing that's that's bothered me? So I watched Spider Man across the universe, across the Spider Verse, Spider Verse. Okay, I watched it. I enjoyed it, but I felt weird about it. I watched several things that I was like, oh, oh the, 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 they changed some things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I yeah. and I said this to somebody the other day and then New Rockstars made a comprehensive yes. thing. And well, you the know, first... they had different versions in different theaters. Oh, no, don't tell me that. Yeah, they did. They had certain yeah. moments. Someone saw it in a different theater or a different showing or something and said they a, a moment they specifically remembered was different. And then they somehow got them. One of the creators, okay. I feel like, came online onto Twitter or X or whatever we call it and said, yes, we released, you know, different we had different cuts essentially that went out. We were able to make different versions. So I first experienced this with uh, Kanye's album, one of Kanye's album a couple years ago, where a version came out and then he's like, I'm going to edit it. And then he's like, I'm going to edit it. It's been, they didn't edit it three or four times. And people, depending on when you got it, you heard a different version. How do you guys feel about a movie being kind of carved at and changed and, that's why I'm physic. I want a physical copy of across. Well, the I think Spider-verse. that's where physical lives and dies, right? Is because physical yeah. is where you could say this has got all three edits on it, or this has got every bit of footage so that you can see it all and you won't 100%. be stuck. But I like a part of me likes the idea of the decisions people make when they're make. I mean, you know, I've just been uh, kind of researching a little bit recently about um, Stanley Kubrick. There was a scene in The Shining that he that that New York and L.A. audiences saw. And then after that, he sent editors out to the movie theaters that had prints and and with directions on how to cut out the final scene. And that's the version then that we've all seen forever is the version with that scene like, cut out. And it's like just a little moment that adds a little note of it's it's Wendy Torrance in the hospital. And then the guy who hired Jack Torrance comes to see her at the hospital and then like yeah. gives Danny a ball. And it's like it doesn't really nail anything down, but it sort of insinuates that he was somehow knowledgeable about what just happened to them or what might have oh. happened. You know, he knew going in what would happen to anyway. For some reason, Stanley Kubrick decided at the last minute, I think his daughter wanted him to keep it in and eventually he just said no it doesn't she thought that audiences would need a happy ending they need to see that the the wife and the you know the son were okay yeah. um and he d- decided not to do it but i mean that's a thing where if you saw that on opening like the opening weekend in new york or la you had a good chance of seeing that moment but after that nobody has it. seen that scene because he directed it to be burned and wow. um the guy yeah what's his name um is it lee unkrich is that his name the guy who d- d- like directs for t- for uh, Pixar, uh, Pixar, and has yeah, just written yeah, this huge shining yeah. book for Tash and yeah, Books. Yeah, um, he was talking about how 
basically if anybody was going to see this clip, he would have with all his research and all the archives and stuff he's had access to. He said, I really don't think this scene exists anymore that like, there's just some stills from it, Dude. but it's, 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 you know, Kubrick was serious about like, nope. And when, I mean, that makes sense. The kind of artist he was that like, yeah. but he would say, no, I don't need anyone to ever see it. You know what I mean? Like, that is so strange. Yeah. But anyway, like, across the spider verse, I, I, I distinctly remember when Spider-Man 2099 is like trying to get Miles to not do what he's going to do. And he's like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. There's a, that whole part, people have seen like three different versions of that. Wow. Like he, that's such a pivotal moment too. It's weird that that moment would be not like set in stone. You know, people have seen versions where he doesn't even say that he doesn't say, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. He just kind of looks at him and then charges it. So I'm like, this is strange, man. This is like these pivotal moments in a movie. Like, can you imagine if like you watch Scarface and he said, Hey guys, I'm gonna kill you and say instead of say hello to my little friend or something? Like it, it's just like depending on where you are or Luke, <laughs> try the force. <laughs> Give hey, it a Luke. go. Give the force a go, Luke. <laughs> Give it a go. Give it I'm a go. Bond, Mr. James Bond. <laughs> well you know it's almost there no i do think there is something kind of fun and cool about it because we are in a sort of a remix culture at the moment and i do think that i think we have yet to see the extent to which the way things are delivered to us can reflect that stuff but i also agree with you what you're insinuating anyway which is that i also want to know there's a definitive version that i'm seeing that you know, uh, and yeah, if that's the sure. thing that I can carry with me, and that if I saw it in the theater and I love that moment, I can get home and I can, I can, you know, uh, I can have that moment again. So I do know what yeah. you mean about like it's you don't want to have lost it. And also, what they're doing makes it seem like it's almost designed to give you the Mandela effect of like, yes. I swear I remember this was different. And and that's why I feel like it's artistically an interesting <laughs> thing to do. You know what I mean? Like as an artist, it's yeah. interesting to play with people like that. But it is obviously like even with an audience as accepting as yeah. the audience of that film is of like what they're doing. That the, you might still say, no, 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 I would like to see the version that I loved in yes. the theater. I don't want you to mess with me. <laughs> 100%. In, in another example that I thought of very recently is Stranger Things. That mm-hmm. thing that they did, the Stranger Things, where they kind of changed some things around. And people were saying that they saw, there were things that they didn't see the second time around. Hmm. They were just completely cut out. I guess I remember that now that you're mentioning it, but I had sort of forgotten <laughs> yeah. completely about that. Yeah. What a, what a weird world we're in now where like something could be i mean i kind of like the idea that like time-based things and like exclusive club of people that if you see it now i mean that's kind of an incentive to see it as soon as it comes out right right like because they may fiddle around with it yeah you may see a totally different edit i think the reason why we want them to stop messing with it though is because it does seem like right now we don't know where we're going like whatever we want to say about physical versus streaming, yeah. we don't really know where our, we don't really know how our, 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 our libraries and our archives are going to be saved at this point because streaming services do mess around with you. They do take things they off do. and move yeah. things around. And, you know, so there is this weird thing of like, okay, it, it, that definitive, I have it. I can watch it the way I want to. Maybe we were never meant to feel that way about movies, but oh. it does feel like we're kind of losing that, that you know because the, the whole dvd era was the opposite of that it, it yeah. was totally unambiguous we're giving you all the footage <laughs> on these two discs you're getting bonus features that explain it you're getting commentary you know like all the commentary everything. tracks i really feel yeah. like we're backing away from that a little bit maybe podcasts and that kind of thing have replaced that sort of analysis being on on the on the physical yeah we now have you know creators of things doing you know 100%. 10 episode podcasts where they talk about making the thing or something That's strange right. man i'm going to be in california i'm going to buy the blackening on on 4k and i'm going to buy the nightmare before christmas on tuesday nice. like i have to get the i want a physical copy i don't know what version i'm going to get on digital I, it just feels i want some tim burton shit physical so what you're saying <laughs> is next week you've gone hollywood yeah yeah west hollywood in fact thanks man sure I appreciate it. I just went deep uh, south. You're about to go Hollywood. That, that was my trip. I was just visiting a bunch of family and friends down in Alabama. But uh, you get to go do. You get to go like get out to California. I'm gonna start punching some some coins out of them. I might even bang my physically bang my head on some stuff. So oh, wow. make sure you get some photos or videos of it for us. Yeah, please oh, do. Absolutely will. Um, absolutely will. What else? Anything else you guys want to? What have you watched? Anything? Either of you? 
you, you know, it's so funny. I have so not watched any movies that I can think of. That mm. the old last movie I can remember watching was in a hotel room. Uh, <laughs> we watched part of Jack Reacher on commercial television, and oh, wow, and it was it played very <clears throat> flat and slow on commercial television. I don't know if it was a pan and scan. I don't know what was happening. It seems like it should just be the theatrical version, but it was a very weird experience because I was like watching it with a certain, oh yeah, this is the part, this part's good. And Nikki was just going like, why are we watching this? You know, <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't convince her. Like she, I think if she had seen it from the beginning, maybe she would have seen the kind of humor of the way he is in that. But it, it seemed, if you just catch it in the middle, he's like this very, he seems very dry. And it seems yeah. like the movie just wants you to think he's super cool. But I think by the time you're in the middle of that movie you've already seen the kind of again this sort of suggestion that this guy has like issues and that he likes to beat yeah. people up and all yeah. that but it's like you know so we but so that that's how much i haven't watched anything is that watching like 30 minutes of jack reacher in a hotel room while my wife is like <laughs> why are we watching this that's the closest i've come to watching a movie in about 10 days and then it sounds like you had a real vacation that's good man yeah <laughs> i kind of did it's weird how you can kind of drop out of certain things and like that's an easy one once you get a few days away from your yeah. routine you don't find yourself needing to sit down and watch like you know fill the time by watching shows or movies but but i've been For reading sure. I, I did read the um the third book in the the uh the slough house series which is where the the show slow horses is taken from the apple plus TV. oh wow and like they kind of based the novels or the, the seasons have been based on the novels. So the third season is coming later this year. And I think in August, it's my tradition that I read spy novels. So I just read this, the third book in that series by Mick Heron. It's called Slow. It's called Real Tigers. And it's great. I mean, I don't know. You guys, I don't know if you read as much fiction as I do, but like just the aesthetic of that show is so funny and so specific. And that the Mick Heron's prose, the way he writes the characters, um, it's like you can understand why someone like Gary Oldman was drawn to jackson lamb as a character he just exists on the page in such a complete way and uh it's you know it's spy shit but with uh losers uh it's it's a great mm. it's a great hook so i recommend uh the whole slough house series but real tigers is the one i just finished that was really good nice. and uh, yeah i guess they'll announce the third season it's supposed to be you know sometime this year maybe maybe i just want to mention two things uh, go for it the current season of Heels is working on all cylinders. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, there's some real cool, like, uh, unpacking of wrestling and its impact and how it's, you know, it's it's just storytelling. Uh, um, it's This is a really good season, um, especially cool. with the momentum of the things that happened in the first. Um, and then Showtime picked up a show, a British show. I've watched it in its entirety but it's coming out in, on september 10th i think uh <clears throat> dreaming whilst black hmm. uh it is a cool story about a guy that's working a full-time job that wants to pursue his uh creative dreams um yeah it's just a, it's a really cool show look look it up dreaming whilst black when you get a chance um it, it you know it's 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 yeah, it just is about the creative sort of process. When when you let something go, when you let something go as a creative and let the the big wigs touch it, how it changes. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of about that. It's a lot of that, and kind of how like you know, as as a as a as a black creative, you try to go outside of you know. I'm, I made a short film pretty recently, and um, there were things that I I really wanted to put in it. And I ran a joke by somebody and they were like, why would you say that? I'm like, that's what I would really say. Like my friend um, thought it was really weird that I called Towson a historically white college. I thought that was a great joke. But that's what people like. I think it's weird that people call everything black. Like, like, you know, no, like I, th I thought that was such a that, that I mean, having seen the short film, I don't know if you if there's a place where people can watch it yet. Um, online. There will be there yeah. will be a working on it. Yeah, but um, no, I thought that that was a great joke. That totally worked for thank me. Thank you, that, man. That played but, really great with it, me. But it's like you forget sometimes that like your identity is directly like um, connected to language and and you know um, nuance and to to have that's that's why it's so important for Blue Beetle to to succeed. It's it's the representation that counts. It's it's the fact that it's not. It doesn't matter that a person cares that something's too woke 
it matters that there's some representation. And sometimes that brings about new things that you may not have seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's just in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. just in the conversation, man. Like it, it's <clears throat> little things that someone may not have considered, like in a situation that I could see that maybe someone may not see or somebody else may see that I don't see. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing in Spider Man where he says chai tea, that we should yeah. say chai tea because <laughs> it's tea twice. Yeah. And somebody said that to me one time when I went to get tea. They're just like, don't call it that. Just call it chai. <laughs> it's just chai. It's just chai. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'll take a chai iced tea. Thank yeah. you. It's just like people <laughs> to go to the ATM get machine, out. you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, in, uh, yeah. Also, in Spider Man. Yeah. Also, another good joke. Man. Yeah, it's just like it's it's the representation that gives you these perspectives that you may not have considered. Yeah, um, no, yeah. it's that's true. It's true. Yeah, man. Um, what was the one I, last thing I wanted to mention? Oh, oh, the show that I was I was watching. Mm. I mentioned to you guys before we recorded. There was a show I'd been putting off for I, I don't know. It feels like yeah. a couple of years now. Mm. But I finally came around to watching Apple TV's um, Apple TV Plus's physical. Hmm. Have either of you been watching that? Or? I watched the, the first, first couple and uh, okay. want, never picked it back up, but wanted to. I yeah. thought it was great. That That's where I was about four days ago. Okay. And now I'm almost at the end of the second season. Ooh. Okay. Um, so that's I'm I'm almost, I'm almost caught up. And it's in its. And what kind of reminded me was like I was seeing stuff for the third season, which is airing now, which is like in its third or fourth episode. Right, right, I think right. something popped up on my feed that like Zoe Deschanel is in this season. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't even know it was in the third season, to be honest okay. with yeah, you. Yeah, playing kind of an antagonist sort of <clears throat> role. Yes, apparently. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like I've been like just blowing through this series in the past like three or four days. And I love it, man. Like I've always, well, we all love Rose Byrne. And like we yeah. talk about her so highly on this podcast. Yeah, she's one of our, our folks. So, yeah, I mean, like seeing her in this kind of show where she is like, it's a very funny show, but she's like, she's horrible in the show. Like, she's very mean. And it's like that that tone of this like dark comedy and, you know, of the era and, you know, in the 80s. And uh, like, uh, is it Murray? Is it Murray Bartlett from? Yeah. Yeah. Murray Bartlett is from in White the Lotus season. and. Uh, yeah, exactly. Last else? of Us. Um, he is in the second season. And that Chippendales thing with Kumail. Right. Exactly. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Like the first season was really good. I think the second season's better. And, you know, I'm excited to get to the third season. But yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I finally, uh, you know, kind of made some time and space. Because it also like the episodes are like 27 minutes. So you just like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it flies by. But um, yeah, definitely recommend that. Especially, you know, having watched the other series that she had on there with, what was the one with Seth Rogen that they just had on oh, Apple TV? Uh, Platonic. Yeah, Platonic, which which I loved, and yeah, like I was I, like, I need, okay, I, I got to finish that. I, I got to get back to the other Roseburn Apple TV series. Yeah. That's so on like its third physical? season. I mean, I, I'm, I'm Apple TV it, is, is like quietly okay. doing yeah, some I'm of the excited. coolest really? shows and sticking with them and bringing them they, back two and three times. And you're right, yeah. you're right. And I I, I got to get the Slow Horses. You mentioning that, like that's on my list. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's great soundtrack, killer soundtrack. Lou Taylor Pucci's in it, who I haven't seen in God knows how long, and he's great in it. Yeah, he's always um, good. Roy Scovel's in it, and I'm um, just a lot of great actors and actresses uh, kind of popping in. Lou Taylor Pucci was in the Evil Dead remake, right? Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's yeah. great. He's, he's, he's and he's like a he's a kind of like a stoner surfer dude in this mm-hmm. in this series. Is typecasting. Um, he's got the look. Yeah, yeah, he's got the look <laughs> for sure. He's really good. Um, Paul Sparks is in it, uh, but yeah, just a really great cast. But I didn't even know any of these people were in it because I yeah I'd only watched the first one or two. But um, it's really built out, and uh, I'm loving it to be honest with you. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to finish it, um, and get oh. caught up to speed on the you know where it's at right now before this. Because I think they said this is the final season, the third and final. So I want to kind of watch it as it ends too. Good. I like, um, I like when things get a chance to finish, even yeah, though yeah. I'm sad yeah, when yeah, they end. Cool. But I'm, I'm glad when they actually get to do what they want. Yeah, three seasons oh. on a streamer is pretty good. I think. Yeah, man. Speaking of Apple TV, the announcement about the was it. King Kong, Godzilla. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Godzilla yeah. series. Oh man. No, that Kurt sounds Russell that sounds cool. Son, it just, sounds cool. Come on, like I really didn't think this thing was gonna come out. <laughs> then, then it still showed up, and they're like, "It's coming out fairly soon, sooner than you think." I wonder that if that means before the end of the year. Does that mean it's weird? Like, yeah, it seems like it may come out before the end of the year, yeah. and there is the other Kong Godzilla sequel that's still coming out next year. The, yeah, that uh, what's his name is directing. Um, 
isn't there some connectivity with this though? Like, isn't this like that? That's the weird part. Like, I think yeah. there's supposed to be oh, some connectivity. This is like an origin story of the Godzilla stuff. Really cool, man. Yeah, it was one of those weird announcements where it was like <laughs> there was there was like that. Yeah, Adam Wingard is doing it. Oh, um, Adam Wingard's doing it. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. What the Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's doing the sequel too, mm. like which is coming out. I think it's supposed to come out next year. But yeah, it was one of those weird announcements where like they got some kind of uh yeah it's called Godzilla Godzilla Kong the New Empire yeah. the one he's doing. But yeah, it was like a weird thing when like Apple got some sort of like limited slash still crossing into the story somehow maybe. Yeah. It's very it's kind of very confusing like what they can and can't do. <laughs> right, right. Um but it is interesting timing though because if it does come out before the end of this year early 2024 the next movie in the franchise is, I think, next summer. So, I mean, that would be right, yeah, timing-wise, yeah. if yeah. they're trying to do something connective here. But, um, yeah, no, the, the the stills and, like, you know, yeah, anything Kurt Russell, I'm, I'm there for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially genre, genre stuff that he plays around in. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. Exciting, man. Also, he, I don't think he and Wyatt have done that much together, have they? Yeah. I don't think they have. I, I don't know. And the sad um, part is they're not going to be on screen together because they're playing the same person. Oh, okay. Well, that's still cool. But that's awesome, though. They're, yeah, they're like, that's yeah, a, 50 that's years a, apart. It's awesome. That's yeah, a great yeah. use of that, of getting Hell a father yeah. and son. But it is yeah. a bummer. Well, you know, maybe they'll find some way to, like, you know, figure out some kind of crazy <laughs> yeah. like travel shit. Like well, I mean, a, they've, they've got like an alternate pocket world with monsters in it in that universe. Yeah. So I don't see why time travel would be impossible. But uh, we'll speaking see. of that, Godzilla, there's also a Japanese Godzilla movie coming out um, yeah. next year. So it's like we're getting. Crazy monster movies getting well, Godzilla of... never really goes away. You know what no, I mean? Like it no, never right. really does. <laughs> really, right. I mean, unlike Dracula, it seems like you can get something going with Godzilla at least yeah. enough to keep coming back. But yeah. uh, it's just like the name. It's like Godzilla. Even though I know it's not, it's the right still exist. As Steve yeah. was saying, it's not like Sherlock Holmes or Dracula, where basically anybody can try it. Um, but uh, no, I do think w- it's funny that those different flavors have always existed alongside each other, and, and it's never bothered any. I mean, maybe I'm sure there are Godzilla purists who are like, I only want to see the the Japanese ones, or I only want to see right. Man on Suit, or whatever. But um, <laughs> I think it's funny how like Godzilla has had, you know, it has kept coming back and never really, they've never really yeah. stopped trying to to do it. And I think that current franchise that's running, you know, every every time it comes up and I stop and think about it, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of on board with the whole thing. Yeah, and I really yeah, like, yeah. I really like the spirit they're of it. Fun, it really, man. they're they're fun monster movies, right? They don't yeah. really try to do more than that, so. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, the the Godzilla versus Kong did really well. Like it was, it came out like on that day and date max release, like back when theaters were still closed and everything yeah. for COVID or or limited capacity, and did really well on the platform or on the streamer for what they announced. Like I think it was like one of the bigger premieres uh, that they did in that whole. Wow, like among like you know all of those movies, like the yeah. Matrix and like all these. I think that and maybe Mortal Kombat were the two big, big, biggest performers. Man. But yeah, I just see this article that does say that it's supposed to come out at the end of 2023. It's ten episodes, and it does tie into the MonsterVerse. But this that is specifically is about insane. Godzilla and specifically about the early days and creation of Monarch. So that's cool. I mean, build yeah. it out. That that's yeah. a great idea. You know, to to span 50 years and show kind of what what that organization is and, yeah. and specifically its connection to Godzilla's and if what it ends with <clears throat> is that now you have Kurt Russell in this yeah in this world that's great yeah. that'd be awesome for special sure. thanks to Apple TV for keeping us in the loop mm-hmm. you know we we appreciate it we we you know we we love covering Apple TV stuff it's it's particularly unique content it's kind of hard because everybody isn't watching it you know it's kind of like HBO is a is an easy sell, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like you know it's it's banned decades. Apple TV is is so scrappy. It's weird because they they have all this money, but they feel so scrappy at the same time. It's like this like <laughs> fighter spirit that they have. And well, because I want they, them because they put that money into really oddball projects for the most part, yeah. or at least they about do. half of them are have had a real strong they identity do, to them. Like, but they have a great batting average, though. Like yeah, their do, their oh, yeah, quality, yeah. the quality of their stuff is yeah. really, arguably, maybe one of the better averages yeah. I think of of a lot of the streamers. Well, when, when, when they announce a package, like it has creators involved that are like usually the yeah. people that you want to see what they would do, you know, with that format. It's like <clears> yeah. that's one of the things that well, that's where a lot of that money goes is that they managed to get some of these these teams yeah. involved. But have you guys and seen just like, Invasion? 
I haven't watched that yet, but I've, I've, heard, it, it's, I've, heard, it's, I've heard it's great. It's Which great. one, Ronald? Invasion. Invasion. Oh, no, I have not. But I you know, I don't know why. It felt like it's one like, that I was going to watch when it was coming, and then I just kind of... Think of an alien invasion, okay. but think about it only covering the ground level stuff. What? Yeah. It's like no, I've, never seen, cool. I've never seen that before. I've never seen them just talk about, like, how are you going to pack? How are you gonna, yeah. <laughs> where are you gonna go? It's like it's it's it covers that. It's really cool. Yeah. No, no, I mean they they definitely have something good going there. Like when I scroll down our like you're saying, Ronald, like the access that we have to watch their catalog, like when they make stuff available, like looking at down that list, you're like, wow, that's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like what I've watched most of their series. I, I don't <laughs> so know that good. there's really a series that they've had that I've really kind of missed on. Yeah. But yeah. um this this last year they've had some really great successes yeah. i think and that look that looks good too so hopefully <clears throat> that's uh delivers at the end of the year anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap this up and send ronald to west hollywood here and just re- just remind everyone hours. and me what the what the next required viewing is for our next episode what uh is what is it um oh, shoot it was not your... michael kane right no, no not I michael kane. It. I, yeah I, it was your I pick ronald. It, right mm-hmm. hold on what the what the hell did i pick <laughs> hold on john oh, knows oh. thankfully no e- no i don't Eden I, I, lake Eden oh that's lake. right that's right Eden lake michael fassbender kelly Ryan. Yes yes, yes 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 i'm gonna take my apple tv with me I, <laughs> so that's go. another thing like traveling with a little puck is the best thing because it 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 makes every place your home <laughs> i did like, i did yeah. that this time and because <clears throat> i realized oh, i did that because i realized i've been like signing in to smart tvs at Reynolds, and then like changing my password and shit like yep. that and it's like w- uh, finally occurred to me that apple tv is my way to avoid doing i, I mean it, i knew man. it before but this was the time that i was like no nope, yeah. i'm gonna put everything on there and get it going and then when yeah. i go to the house i can just go pop boop it's important like it that just for those that have apple tvs it only works if you make those audio yeah you have to do that with your mouth made. i don't know that's if my the secret was code covering to make my it mouth, work that was in a different house that was all yeah what's well, unique to each one so you have to learn what yours yeah. is and then you do it's have to learn thing. its language it's true it's true yeah. yeah all right man well good seeing you both yeah. uh ronald have a safe trip john Thank i'm glad you, so you made much. it back nicely uh yeah. enjoy oppenheimer on 70 millimeter imax ronald i know you're excited for that i'm, so I'm sure excited. you'll come back on the pod and talk about it next time we record i will rave you'll be looking like that that meme of, of killian murphy where he's just like you know the the, the distant yeah. stare it'll be you yeah oh, man good stuff uh moviesmovie.com is the website you can go there to subscribe and whatever podcast platform you may prefer or you can link right to the youtube to uh youtube.com slash movies movie podcast if you prefer the video option that ronald so nicely puts together every episode for us um we'll be back in maybe a week and a half or so with the next episode again ronald's pick for required viewing is eden lake um i think I, if i remember correctly it's available a lot of places yes just go to just watch uh the website and you can type it in and find uh the one you prefer but um you should watch along with us and uh, we'll talk to you then uh, as always you've made our day thanks